as you saw with the message today, it's inside out and upside down. Now, in the case of this little piggy, we didn't really need to turn him or her upside down. But normally, you know, that's what we do to, to, to really get into ourselves a little bit, to, to turn our life upside down, to turn things inside out. So that's what we're going to talk about this morning. And as you can see here, I brought some laundry. Don't worry, it's all clean. Uh, but something that happens, and you know, isn't it the case in life that when it's oftentimes the little hassles that, that get you the most, right? So believe it or not, when I retired from the college, I actually finally stepped up and started to do the laundry occasionally. And when I did that, I certainly had some newfound empathy and respect for my mother and for my wife because uh, it's not an easy chore, right? But what really bedevils me is the fact that when you put something in the washer, it often comes out inside out. So these are my shorts. I Probably this is a little too personal maybe, but anyway... <laughs> Um, here, here are my shorts inside out. I could, I could never wear them in public like this, right? I would probably get arrested, right? But in order to thoroughly cleanse, we need to turn things inside out. And that's why it's so effective. If you're washing machine, it, somehow it comes out inside out. And we can apply this in our spiritual life as well. But let's look at a couple of other things here. Because when you turn yourself inside out, you oftentimes you expose your flaws, okay? So this is the, uh, the seam of the inside of a, a shirt here, just a t-shirt. Um, and, you know, we can see all that goes into constructing this shirt to make, it, to make it work, okay? I don't know there's necessarily any flaws here, but, again, this isn't something, if I wore this in public, I'd get a lot of stares and a lot of people thinking, what's this guy doing? Not to mention the fact that you'd see my tag, right? So when I turn it this way... Um, if you're not from Northwestern, you might like it. But, uh, <laughs> but if you're from Triway, there's the, there's the classic Triway silver and purple and all that. And um, a little message on the back for our, for our athletes, the three R's of volleyball, to read, react, and respond. And that's another message that we can kind of apply to our faith as well. We read a situation, we react, and, and we respond. I won't take this too much longer, but here's my, here's my cable television shirt inside out. and Got a little insignia here. and You know, here's the patch. No way you'd want to wear it like this, right? It just doesn't make any sense, right? But there is something to be said in our spiritual life for turning things inside out. Number one, it makes us vulnerable. We don't really want to be vulnerable. But when we come before the cross... I would argue that we do want to be vulnerable. We kind of want to lay it all out there, right? Just, just you and Him to confess. He knows already what we've done and what we've failed to do. But the process of confession is cathartic. It's healing. It does so much for our, even our physical health. When we kneel before the cross and say, Lord... I know, I've, I've come up short. And I'm so very sorry. I know better. You've taught me. I've studied your word. I've shared your word. I've sat in on Sunday school and Bible studies. I should know better. How in the world could I have done what I've done this past week? How in the world could I have been so thoughtless to, to not do some of the things, some of the opportunities that I had? So that process, initially, of turning one's 
itself inside out is uncomfortable. But ultimately, it does bring about healing. Just as in the same way that it brings cleansing to the garments that we wear. Right? So, how do we turn ourselves inside out? You know, you all, you all practice great hygiene and we get ourselves ready for church. We look our, quote, Sunday best, right? Everything that we do in terms of that. We look good, but how do we, how do we fix the inside, you know? So those of us that have dealt with health issues, there are a variety of things in modern medicine that we all know about, x-rays and MRIs and, and things like that. That's the only way to get a real look on the inside. But in a spiritual sense, we get a real good look on the inside when we come before the cross, when all is revealed. And we, then we start to wonder, okay, what are the consequences going to be? When I come before him, is there, is there going to be lightning, thunder, and all of that? Or is there going to be peace and quiet and forgiveness and restoration through the process of reconciliation? That's what it's all about. That's what our faith is all about. So today, this inside-out, upside-down is a two-step process. First of all, we do it for ourselves. We turn ourselves inside-out. And we repent. And sometimes we turn ourselves upside down. We don't like to do that because sometimes life does it to us. But sometimes it's helpful to look at things from a different perspective. But what about carrying that forward? After we've come before the cross, after we have confessed our sins and made right and made whole with our Lord, then, then what happens next? Do we just, just sit there? Or are we called upon then to leave the sanctuary? And that's when the real work begins. So, if we review what we read this morning in Isaiah and apply it to the opportunity that we now have. This, by the way, would be our visioning Sunday. This would be what we did a year ago when we had everybody in the sanctuary and then we had a fellowship dinner and we talked about our plan, our vision for the coming year. We were all excited. It all worked out because 2020 has that connotation of vision. And we thought, boy, we've got a clear vision and we've got a great way to go. We've got a great year ahead. And we planned and we did great things. We did great things. You were awesome. Unbelievable. Great servants in all that you did. And then March rolled around, actually even before that. The pandemic hit, and we were turned upside down. We didn't really know what to do, how to respond. How do we make sense of this? And we're still, all these months later, trying to process it and get back to, quote, normal. And believe me, I'm with you on that. Let's get back to the way things were. However, I think there's a message there that maybe what was normal was not exactly what we needed to be. Maybe the, quote, new normal has to be a little bit different in terms of the way that we live our lives, in terms of the way that we practice our faith, and most importantly, the way that we reach out in love to one another. So Isaiah says this, and I want you to think about this in the context of our church right now, because again, 50-some years ago, this church was built by our forefathers and mothers, and they did a fabulous job. They built it strong and secure so that it wouldn't waver against the heavy, treacherous winds and rain and storms of where we are on this hilltop. However, we are being asked by Isaiah and encouraged in this way to enlarge the place of our tent, 
So even this strong structure, our church, our sacred sanctuary, is temporary. And it's compared to a tent. Stretch out the tent curtains. Do not hold back. Lengthen the cords. Strengthen the stakes. So if you visualize a tent, and I know we have a lot of campers here, you just kind of roll up the sides of the tent. You've got the covering to protect from the elements. But everything else is open. And anyone else, anybody, without restriction, can enter the sacred sanctuary. It is time for us to spread out to the right and spread out to the left. To not be afraid because regardless of your efforts, you will not be put to shame. You will not be disgraced. You will not be humiliated. We will forget the shame of our youth and remember no more the reproach of being widowed as in comparison with the widow. Thinking of in the weeks to come, I want to talk a little bit about that phrase guilt trip, which was around in the 60s, 70s, whatever, putting a guilt trip on somebody. But it's really important for us to not live under the cloud of guilt because that further brings you down. Once you've confessed, you are free from the moment you bow, from the moment you kneel. You are healed. And all of the past transgressions are wiped away. It's important for us to know that because if we don't realize that, then we're going to be, we're, we're just going to be weighed down by that. Okay? It's also important that we don't bring down others to continue to point out, you know, I know what you did 10 years ago. I'm never going to forget what you did last week. Okay? That too is part of our call as disciples to let it go, to not put a guilt trip on anybody. For we serve the Lord, the Holy One of Israel. God of all the earth. One day, as we all know, God will come to judge the living and the dead. It won't be us. He won't be asking our opinion. He will do it according to His Word. So from the New Testament, we are advised to preach the Word, be prepared in season and out of season. So we're starting to change seasons now, okay? We can't say, well, I really don't do that kind of stuff in the fall. You know, I'm, I'm kind of a summer guy. I take the fall off or, or vice versa, whatever the case may be. We are called upon to share our faith in and out of season. To both rebuke, because there's a time for that, right? But also to encourage with great patience and careful instruction. For the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. I wonder, I wonder if we're already there. I wonder if we're already seeing signs of that. Won't get into the debate about the internet and social media, but we're hearing a lot of things that are kind of crazy, right? And there's really no substance to, but they have somehow they seem to have merit because they come through this medium of social media. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn to the myths. But for us, we must keep our head in all situations to endure hardship, to do the work of an evangelist, to share the duties of our ministry. And that goes for everybody here today. Certainly not just me. I'm blessed to be called to this wonderful church, to this outstanding congregation. But it's really you that do the legwork at the grassroots level. You're the ones that get out there and reach other people. And all of you do such a terrific job. And after my meeting with 
with Erica and, and JJ on Friday, and I thought, boy, some great things are going to happen. Some really great things are going to happen because they take that call seriously. You don't have to be perfect. We can't be perfect. All that we can do is be faithful to love and serve the Lord and to serve His people. Let us reveal no arrogance, no judgment, only commonality and covenant with others. Let's find that which unites us, not that which divides us. We wouldn't buy a house, right, without going inside and checking it out first and looking it over. But it's hard to get people to come into the church. It's difficult to walk through those doors. So let's take that tent analogy. Let's roll up the walls. Let's invite people in. Let's take the church to people where they are comfortable, at their level, where they feel safe. That's what we're being asked to do. All of us, individually and collectively, it's time for us today to turn ourselves as a church inside out and upside down. It's not about perfection. It's about sanctification. Becoming holy and pleasing pleasing in God's sight. So I invite all of you today to become a light. Become a light for someone else to follow. Even if you guide just one person out of the darkness. A light of love. A light of honesty. And trust that leads all of us to the ultimate destination right here right here to the foot of the cross and one day to the foot of the throne let us pray almighty God it's time for us to come clean to open our hearts expose our flaws so that others may see that we're not perfect but we are faithful Guide us as we seek to open our doors and even break down our walls so that everyone on the outside can not only see what's inside, but who is on the inside. For this great opportunity, this great call, this great challenge, we give you thanks and praise, now and forever. Amen.